Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. Shekinah is a gathering of Christians committed to a lifestyle displaying the manifest presence of God in both practical and spiritual ways. We advance his kingdom in our region, state, and the nations. Our team reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11 to 12. This is a rare and precious gathering intent on equipping believers to fill the call of God on their lives and sending them out with blessings. We welcome the gifts to function in honor, order and humble submission to God and one another. Journey with us. God wants to do great exploits through each of you. Through you and each of you. The journey belonged to a community journeying together. Behold God collectively in worship and prayer. Become free while being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory. Be sent in the power of the kingdom. John 15, 11, those these things I've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Amen. So happy new year, everybody. Happy 2021. I know 2020 was a hard year for probably, I think, most everybody here today in different ways. Um, I think it's interesting as now we're in a new, we're still in the, the decade of the pay. And I think little did we realize a year ago where we would be at over the, this last year. But God has a plan and a purpose and is going to use everything that's happened to us um, through this last year for greater good, I believe, in 2021. So Patricia had a word that she shared, and I want to share it today um, with a, just, uh, just some, some of my thoughts, too. And it's on the emerging righteous remnant. And there's a couple words, so I'm going to share part of her word today and then the rest of it next week. Stephanie is um, going to be gone a few weeks, so I'll be teaching today and then next Sunday, and then Brent will be teaching the following Sunday. But what's interesting is I think it's about position. And again, I'm going to go back to that third heaven, Holly. That was so timely. I knew we were to do... um, communion today. There is something about communion that was so important to start the year off right, truly being thankful for everything in the midst of all the things that have happened to us. Um, I really believe in my heart that this is a word for the corporate church for 2021, and, and I've, I felt very strongly to share it here at Shekinah, but I feel like it is a word for the church about the emerging righteous remnant and the fact that um, we are a remnant. Um, so what I want to do is, um, first, before I get started, this is, I want to share this word, but, you know, I'm about the word here. So for people that know me, I just like to honor God with the word. Um, and so if you have your Bible or your phone, if you would just um, feel comfortable. If you're not, that's okay, too. So if you guys could just repeat after me. This is my Bible. God's word. When I read it. When I read it. When I read it and respond to it and respond to it and respond to it, it changes my life. Amen. Thank you, guys. Do you believe that? Yes. It's important to read and respond to what we're reading, too. So if we can read all day, 
but there's a, there's a transformation that happens when there's things that we read that maybe we didn't catch the week before. One scripture, it's like all of a sudden it just jumps out. That's the Holy Spirit highlighting that. So today we're going to talk about the righteous remnant. And I think one of the things that, and this is, this is part of my word, not necessarily Patricia's. Uh, what is the definition of a remnant? Which I see it as a portion of something that is still standing after everything else, such as dross or other impurities, has been removed. So there's a process that the remnant has to go through. Because we don't start out the remnant right away. There's a process. And in Isaiah 37, 31, once more, a remnant of the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. That's key. Take root below in order to bear fruit above. So the roots are important because you can have bad roots and have bad fruit. And, and you can see that, I think, in our world right now. I just want to encourage you. It's not, about the, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And God takes us through a journey. And the, I just loved this verse, though, and actually Patricia mentioned the Isaiah 37, 31. Once more, a remnant of the kingdom of Judah will take root below and bear fruit above. So the roots have to be strong. They have to have, in order to have good fruit, there's got to be good roots, which a root is part of the foundation that we're laid on. Um, I'm reminded of the remnant. I'm thinking of a carpet remnant. Okay, who here? I know, Holly, you build. You do different things. I know people have had houses and condos. And Okay, I remember my dorm room at Michigan State. I remember picking out a carpet remnant. Okay, this is when I was in the dorm, and you had to look cool with all your friends and have the right stuff. And I didn't have a lot of money, but I went to this place where I could get a good deal on a remnant. So it was fit perfectly. I had it measured out. But it was cool was it was the exact piece, a special place in my home, because the dorm at that time was my home. Um, and I, what was interesting is it fit perfectly on the floor. It was cut perfectly. It was the right color texture. And I just, it just, that memory really resonated with me because you can have different remnants for different things, but I want to go back to what I shared above. A remnant is a portion of something, which means it's a small portion. It's not a big portion that is still standing after everything else, such as dross or other impurities, has been removed. And I think that, I think that speaks for itself. So we're, we are a small remnant here, but I believe in my heart we are a remnant here. Um, and it's okay. Um, but God has each of us on a journey. Um, as there's things that he gets in and out of us that needs to happen for us to be that emerging righteous remnant, and Patricia, when she talked about something that's emerging and righteous, it doesn't happen overnight. God's going to take us through this process. So today I'm going to talk about four attributes that she released in her word, and next week I'm going to talk about the last three. But I think it's important to think about what a remnant is or what it is not. Um, a remnant in the Bible is a, is a small group of people that are carriers of God's word. Um, so... So as I mentioned, there are seven attributes of the emerging righteous remnant um, from Patricia. And I think what's interesting about these attributes is there's different pieces to it that we have to be in position for. I'm going to use that word position. I just It really resonated with me as I was praying through today about the position because in order to receive something, you have to be in the right position to receive it. 
And we don't start out an emerging righteous remnant. There's a, there's a process he's going to take us all through. And you maybe can relate to some of these attributes. And I want to encourage you, if there's something here that you desire and that you're struggling with, please pray about that. You know, we're going to have an activation at the end addressing, you know, about that piece about these attributes. But I want to encourage you, something that's emerging is something coming into the process. It's like when you emerge, thinking of when you're merging on a freeway. You have to, there's a, pro, well, some of us that are good drivers, okay, some of us cut people off, I know, I try not to be, but I, I was trained to slowly merge with traffic, go with the flow of traffic, but unfortunately, sometimes that does not happen. Sometimes when there's backups, okay, I like to go to the head of the lane, I do try, I don't cut people off, I try to merge in, I don't try to cut in lane, that, that's a, I don't like cut, okay, I shouldn't say that, I don't, <laughs> Jackie, I love you. Especially on 696. I think of that because when I, when I was traveling more with work going to Detroit, that 696 at 730, man, that would back up by, you know, when it transitioned from Livingston County to Oakland County, that stretch, because it's all backed up, all these lanes. And I'm like, oh, Lord, just help me get to my meeting. So I just would take my time, you know, not in a rush. But then there'd be the people that like to cut in and they wouldn't wait and go with traffic. So I laugh, Stephanie's not here, so I give her a hard time, but she's not here. We love you, Stephanie, because we know she's <laughs> an inside joke about her driving. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> well, for me, I try. <laughs> anyway, all right, a people, I love you guys. Oh, my gosh, poor Stephanie. See, she's not here, so I love you guys. So the first attribute we're going to talk about is a people who fear the Lord. A people who fear the Lord. There was a time I didn't fear the Lord. And I got, I, I had people confront me about that. I thought I knew it all. I had the degree, I had the title, I had the home, I had all these accolades. I thought I had it made. But then God came and showed me what was important. Um, a people who fear the Lord keep their focus and eyes on Jesus, not on their self, not on their attributes, not on their material things. Truly a people who fear the Lord keep their eyes and focus on him. How do we do that in the times we're in? I think, you know, like we've been talking about, it's been a rough time this year. And I know, Camille, you've been very transparent about some of your challenges. And, you know, our family here, when one part of our family hurts, we all hurt in our church. And we've had some people going through some, some difficult times, um, and as a family, we hurt with you. But I just want to say, particularly to the younger generation here, it's not over. We have more work to do with this body, but more work to do with a corporate body. Um, but we have to keep our focus on him. And I guess as somebody who's probably lived a few years, longer than a few of you, but at the end of the day, I think what I realize is, you know, I'm okay with... I don't need a fancy home now. I don't need specific things, but I've already been through a process that there was a time that I wanted that. But for me, it was like, you know, that isn't important. I, it, but how do you get to the, that? But how do you get to a people who fear the Lord? Um, and there's a healthy fear of the Lord. To be a prophetic people who fear the Lord, we must be positioned. We must be positioned. Um, we must be positioned because. If we're not in position and we don't fear the Lord, that's when some really bad things can happen. Um, and you're, getting, you're seeing things in our country and our world exposed. 
people, Christians, Christians, I say that, that living, living double lives, saying one thing, doing something else, but God knows, God knows, God knows what's going on. Um, so know that it's not our call to, um, what's the word I want to use? We're not, it's God's, it's God's call to judge people. We're not called to judge people. But when we have a healthy fear of the Lord, we repent for things and decisions that we've made because I've made bad decisions, and I'm going to make them again, you guys. I admit it. Being at home working, I've really liked because I could yell at my computer if I'm not happy in a meeting, put it on mute, turn the camera off. I'm just saying, where I work, and many of you know where I work at in the department I'm in, and it's been a very challenging time, particularly with the COVID that's been happening. But at the end of the day, I'm so thankful I have my job. I have a place to live. I'm so thankful. And I think there was a time, though, that I wanted more, and I wasn't afraid. I could do anything. But, I'm, but that, it's like, I was very arrogant. I was very prideful. And I'm not going to say sometimes those things don't come up. But it's important to repent. People that don't have a healthy fear of the Lord, they don't repent. And I think we're really seeing that whole repentance thing. And people make mistakes. We're human. I think as somebody who has two aging parents that I have to check on, I, were, I live in a building with, where there are people that are older than I am, and so I'm very cognizant about keeping the social distance, having to wear the mask, and doing all that, which I understand. I don't always agree, but I respect that because I, um, I want to honor the rules of where I live at. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's been challenging, and I think we've all been challenged by some of what we've been dealing with this past year. But having a healthy fear of the Lord um, is really important. And so I want to go to the, to the scripture from Malachi. Malachi, Malachi 3, 16 to 18. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possessions. I will spare them just as the Father has compassion and spares his Son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. And we're seeing that right now. We're seeing the exposure of the wicked versus the righteous. We're really seeing that now. And I'm, saying, I'm going to go back to the church. It starts with the church. I think one thing the scripture really lays out is those who feared the Lord talked with each other. Father wants to hear from us. You know, those who feared the Lord talked with each other, though, too. They distinctly set themselves apart as a people who loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Um, they will be my treasured possessions. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. So he has his eyes on us. He's watching us, what we do, what we say. Not in a legalistic way, but honestly, he knows what we do even we we don't talk to him. He knows. He knows before we even talk to him what we're going to say, what we're going to do. But I think the whole, the words out of our mouth, um, and he wants to hear the grumbling sometimes. Talk to him. Okay, I talk to him about specific things in government, and you guys know what some of those are. Grumbling and complaining, okay, I admit I do that sometimes, just like the scripture says not to. Do everything without grumbling and complaining. I admit I struggle with that with certain people. But like it says here, those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. That's important. He listened and heard. 
So it's important. He's listening and hearing what we're saying, what we say about that person when we're not there. Let's just be real, you guys. And women were the worst at this, about talking about each other. We need to watch the words we speak over each other, what we say, what we decree. You know, we're a family here. And, you know, let's face it, family squabble. Uh, if Stephanie was here, her and I have had our share of squabbles. And I know, St and Camille, you've seen some of those, and Miss Jackie, too, when we'd have her, um, and Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. B would we'd have our shares got but you know something I love Stephanie I can say she's not here so this is hard for me that she's not here and she can't hear this but I think particularly those two two uh, three weeks we spent in Israel we had some humding and of uh, some pillow fights and arguments but at the end of the day though um, we listened to each other because we were communicating with each other. It was about talking with each other. What's going on? It's like the Lord wants to hear from us. What are we frustrated about? It's okay, you guys. I'm frustrated about having to wear a mask all the time. I really don't want to do it. I get around my father and I want to hug him. I can't. That bothers me. He's 85. I don't have a lot of time with him. I'm really frustrated with that. There, I get challenged by um, other people in my family because we have different viewpoints on things. But at the end of the day, I do fear the Lord. It's, and it's not that I think I'm righteous more than other people, but I have a healthy fear. It's not the anxiety. And I think that's where I, I, I struggled when I, when, I was in the, when I first started studying about having that healthy fear of the Lord. I'm like, well, I'm not afraid of anything. You should be. You know, there is a healthy fear of the Lord that we need to have. Because when, we, when we're out of his will, that's a very dangerous place to be. If sometimes some of us, when we're not connected with a church body or, or, a, or a corporate body, it's, we can get out of position. If we think we hear from God and we're not talking to people, what do you think about this, getting wise counsel? That can be dangerous. It can be very dangerous. Um, so those who feared the Lord, again, as I said, talked with each other. They distinctly set themselves apart as a people who loved righteousness and hated wickedness. And I like the end of this verse here in 18. And you will again see the distinction between the righteousness and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. I think we're going to see a separation this year in 2021. I really get the sense. And actually, Patricia talked about that in one of her, the, her videos she released. She has a separate word that there is going to be a distinct separation. Um, there is going to be a distinct separation. And again, the emerging righteous remnant, we're going to be taken through a process. Some of us are in different places. Well, we all are in different places, and that's okay. You know, it's important, though, to let God do the process in and through you. Um, so in um, Psalm 25, 14, the Lord confides in those who fear him. All right, you guys, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. So the Lord confides in, confides in those who fear him. That means he talks to you. He makes his covenant known to you. So that means we need to be listening to him. Get our fingers out of our ears. La, 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 la. Who's that song by um, Misty, Misty Edwards? La, 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 la. That she does. Get your finger. I know I'm looking at you two here. <laughs> Misty Edwards. All right. That's a little, that's a very good song. Okay. When we were in Israel two years ago, we were at Yad Vashem at the Holocaust Memorial in Jerusalem. And she was there. Oh, my God. Misty Edwards. My gosh, I walked by, I said, Stephanie, there's Misty Edwards. She's looking at, I'm like, okay, I wanted an autograph. But I tried not to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is. I'm looking, oh, there she is. And I'm just like, 
<laughs> so anyway, there's a word about that. And anyway, so, um, and she can find, I, I don't know her personally. I just know her music really resonates with me. She's, the, those that might know, she's from um, um, the IHOP in Kansas City. But uh, that, that song about, about the fear, the, all right, I can't remember the song's name about la, 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 la. No, I'll pr it'll probably come to me. Anyway, so again, the Lord confides in those, confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known. Okay, in Psalm 33, 18, but the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. So when somebody has their eyes on you, that means they're watching you. And I believe this is a good thing. He's watching us. He loves us. He has his eyes on us because we're his His. We're his people that he loves so much. He loves and cares for us. He's watching out over us. I don't believe it's like, I think what, um, bless her in Jesus' name. Um, I think when, when I was a new Christian, I actually, when I was growing up, I was raised in, in a home that we didn't really, we went to church, but we didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And it was really fire and brimstone. Like if I did something, he would strike me down. Literally, that's how I was I believe raised women weren't allowed to speak. We didn't have musical instruments, and then we went to another church, and it was different. It was um, it was interesting. My parents had different beliefs, but at the end of the day, then I could go where I wanted to when I was old enough. And um, but I think what was interesting is I felt like if I didn't do something right, I would be um, in big trouble, and I was afraid because I was afraid of my dad, literally. That was a really, I think for some of us who were afraid of our fathers, and there was a time when I wasn't mine, um, I think sometimes that can affect how we see God. So I want to encourage you, if that's you, um, it's okay to have that. It's important to have a healthy fear of the Lord, but God doesn't want you to be afraid of him. He wants you to sit in his lap. He wants you to talk to him. I mean, that's why Jesus came for us. Jesus is his son that he sent to the cross, like, um, he loves us, and Kami, just like what you shared in that word about, it's about love. Um, it is about love, and he confides in those who fear him. A people who fear the Lord. Um, they talked with the Lord, and the Lord heard them and remembered how they honored him with their words and actions. He, in turn, honored them, those who feared him. So when we honor God, he honors us. You know, you guys, it's important to honor him. And that's why it's so important to take that day of rest. We need that Sabbath. I know different places believe different things. I think when when I was younger, I would have to work on the weekend sometimes. So um, I just want to encourage you. It's so important to have that day of rest, though, to be with him. And different, because of schedules and so forth and responsibilities, as long as you set that time aside, I'm not going to say you have to do X, Y, and Z. I just think it's really important that we have that time to honor him because he will honor us. He will strengthen us. But we need to communicate with the Lord. We need to be in the right position to be able to talk to him. It's so important. Um, all right. What are we doing here? All right. So number two. So we've talked about a people that fear the Lord. And so our second attribute for emerging righteous remnant is a people who have separated their lives and affections for God. They keep their focus upon Jesus and not on things of the world. They have set themselves and their lives apart from God. And we need to be in the correct position for this. Again, I'm going to go back to that position again. It's so important. 
um, for that. So in 1 John 2, 15 to 17, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God has forever. We are in the world and not of the world. We are called to be in it, but not to let that become a part of us as we separate out um, the, from the spiritual aspect. The Israelites, I'm, I'm thinking of an example, the Israelites, they had to leave Egypt in um, Exodus in order to serve the Lord. But when it got difficult for them, many wanted to return and go back to the easier way, even if it was in bondage. Sometimes, I just think sometimes we want to take the easy way out. And I'm saying that sometimes I have a tendency when I feel pressed in and pressed on, I either withdraw, I either want to go back to how it was that was easier, or I um, react. Um, so as Christ people in the world, we are in the world and not of the world. So just like we do not love the world or anything in the world, if anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. Again, and this is verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. And I think sometimes um, we, we, I mean, okay, I have to say I like my car. I admit it, that's the one thing I like. It's comfortable, and because I like to take it for work, it's not something, okay, I could give it up if I had to, but there probably would have been a day, probably, I don't know, when I was younger that I would, I had a red Firebird. It was pretty cool sports car, and I got stopped a lot by the police, and um, it was pretty, pretty cool. It was, and I had personalized license plate. It was an 88 Firebird that shows you when I got it. It was brand new, and then I crashed it. It was never the same after that. I was really bummed. Yeah, I was, but you know, God had a plan and a purpose. I was racing around, not paying attention, being 20-somethings like, you know, we are. I was 20, 20, let me see, how old was I? Was I 30? No, I wasn't, so I would have been 20. I was in my late 20s, let's just put it that way. I'm not saying you guys that are 20-somethings do this, so I'm just being transparent. Um, it just, I had to try the engine out on MLK. I did, I just... I did, and that was in the day when I, I did, and I opened it up, and I'm like, and I didn't have T-tops, though. That was in the day. For those of you, okay, T-tops were the thing back then. T-tops, see, Holly, I knew you would. But I had to test the engine out, and it was only a V6. But um, I say all that to say that I did. I love that car. I did. I love that car. It was a Firebird. Yeah, I think it was prophetic that it was a bird, too. It wasn't an eagle, though, but... Um, I think, though, at the end of the day, though, it was okay. The car was never the same. And then I had to go. I moved to the UP when I had it. So, you know, of course, I had to get rid of it because it wasn't good in snow living in the UP. Um, but I think sometimes for every, this, you know, where he talks about in the scripture in, in verse 16, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. So I did. I just, the, I just loved looking at that car sometimes, and I took a picture of it, but... It's gone, you know, with that, you know, but I think, and I, it's, it's interesting how when we put things on pedestals, sometimes they can become our idols, and we really have to watch that. And I'm talking about people that become our idols, pastors, Christian singers, presidents, I'm just saying, you guys, 
we really have to be careful. The only person that we should put on, on the throne is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be praying for those other people. We need to be praying for people. We need to be praying for our leadership and government, our pastors and our communities here. You know, Stephanie, while she's gone, I asked for prayers for me, for leadership. And with the building, you know, we're looking at getting that property. So please be praying for us. And I didn't mention that early, but yeah, we, we definitely need prayers just to make sure we get everything approved. And But I think at the end of the day, though, God's bigger than all that. It's all going to work out. But there was a time that I didn't believe that because I would question, what about this? What about, what if that happens? What, what? It's like, you, what about, what about, what about? <laughs> but um, it was worry. There was like a spirit of worry sometimes that I carried that came from a generational line I had to cut off. But at the end of the day, the world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. So just remember that. I'm a people who have separated their lives and affections for God. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. We, don't, we will live in eternity with him. I firmly believe that. Um, so the next, I want to, another scripture that I wanted to mention was in Matthew 16 to 24. When Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. And symbolically, taking up the crosses, the, your flesh must die. To do this, again, like I mentioned earlier, we must keep our focus and eyes always upon Jesus no matter what. The cross represents our flesh dying to ourselves. Nothing left that is of the old way of life. Um, you know, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, behold, the old is gone, the new has come. Um, so just be encouraged, though, that um, I'm, not, I'm not seeing living separated a people who have separated their lives and affections for God sometimes can be very difficult. And many of you have experienced that recently and know that God has plans and purposes for everything that you've been going through. Um, you know, I'm talking about loved ones that are no longer a part of us and our family that have made other decisions. I know there's things happening in my own family that I pray for that... Um, that there's just differences of opinion, but at the end of the day, I know God's bigger than that, but people have to be free to choose to make their decisions. They're adults, and um, we just pray for people. So I think, though, we're only responsible to what we do and what we say and how we act, and um, just know that um, at the end of the day, God's on the throne, and he will be with each of us when that day comes, when it's time. All right. Okay, Matthew 7, 19, 27 to 29. Peter answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Can you believe Peter? I really relate to Peter. I'm sorry, I really relate to Peter. And this is Peter to Jesus. We have left everything to follow you. Can you just see him saying this to Jesus? What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, truly I tell you, as the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you, have, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. Peter was like all of us 
I mean, I can really relate. It's like I could just say, well, we've given you everything. What are we going to get? I mean, I'm thinking that's, I mean, you know, if you, any of you remember Peter when, when the soldiers came to get Jesus, he's the one that pulled the sword out and he got his ear cut off. And, you know, the, um, or I'm sorry, Peter, the soldier got his ear cut off and Jesus healed him. But Peter was, I really relate to Peter. Peter was on this rock, the church will be built. And, um, I just really, I just, this verse really struck me from a personal perspective because they did leave everything. But I mean, Peter's like all of us when we're asking the Lord, what else are we to give up for, for you? When we've given everything to follow Jesus, we are to die to ourselves. We leave everything behind in order to inherit a hundred times as much in eternal life. And I think I, I just, I look at you young people, I just am so amazed because when I was your age, there's no way I could be up here doing worship. When I say younger people, I look at you, Cami and Jackie and, and um, Leilani and, and Jalen and little Carrington. I look at the young ones that um, I wish I, I think now that, oh, Lord, to be young again, to have the 88 Firebird. No. <laughs> anyway, seriously, I, I say that in all seriousness, that I, I know there's so much pressure on you guys, but know that God is with you every step of the way, and we pray for you. We pray for you because this next generation, we need you. You know, our ceiling is your floor, and I know I've said that before here. Our ceiling is your floor because you have so much more that you're going to be doing. So just be encouraged. I know it's not easy, um, particularly in the days that we lived in now, the pressures. Um, my day, it was peer pressure. Dare was the big thing with Nancy Reagan. Okay, that shows you how I was in, you know, high, getting out of high school then. <laughs> Everybody remember drug abuse resistance education with Nancy Reagan. Um, but there was peer pressure, and I was one of the people that, that did, gave, did give in to peer pressure. I made some really bad choices, and it took me down some paths that were not good for me. But God, thank God, was with me, and I'm here today, that I'm not in prison or dead, because I could have been when I was 15 or 16 years old. Um, um, I, just, I just thank God for you young people, because... There's such great plans that God has for you. Um, so we're on the next one. Number three, the emerging righteous remnant, the third attribute of people who are true worshipers and seekers of his face. And Matt, I just want to encourage you, when you shared the word this morning, that was so right on. Um, a people who are true worshipers and seekers of his face, they are people who love the Lord with all their heart. Um, many of you know David, King David was a man after God's heart. Um, we too, as the merging righteous remnant, are to be a, a man or a woman after God's heart, loving the Lord with all our hearts. We must be positioned in the season to do that. And I got this picture here. I love this picture. Um, true worshipers, and it's just like you young ladies up here doing the worship. Um, I love this picture as it shows someone freely opening themselves up to the heavens. That is how we as true worshipers of God are to be open and free to all he shows us. To embrace the Father, true worshipers want all God has for them. And sometimes it may not be what we want, but I think he has bigger plans and knows more than we do. And I'm going to say sometimes I've struggled with receiving it. I've been on the receiving end of not wanting some things, but that's where the humility um, the um, just just the respect and fear of the Lord needs to come in. So in John four twenty three to twenty four, yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers and wor will worship the Father 
Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and the worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. You know, that's what the righteous remnant, the true worshipers and seekers of his face. I just, I'm reminded of three years ago, um, some of us went to D.C. to the, on the mall, and they had all the tents. And Jackie, I think that's when I got to know you better. Um, I just, uh, sitting in those, each of those tents, and I went to listen to the worship, and the tents were by states. And I had an interest to go to states that had connections with my family in Tennessee and Kentucky, Michigan, um, Florida, and to pray for my family in those tents because there was something in that atmosphere I just had never experienced before. And I've been in worship before with First Friday and prophetic worship and warfare, but there was something, it was the people from the different regions of the country because as I was praying for my family, just Holy Spirit was just highlighting some things to me and it was just so powerful. Um, and each of the people in those bands, and I loved the young people, there were young people that were the band in the bands, it was just so powerful. Um, true worshipers and seeker of his face. Um, we are to worship him and him alone in spirit and truth. Psalm 27, 8. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. And this is David. Um, his face and no one else's or nothing else. That's We need to seek his face and his face alone. Um, a people after God's heart. I just, I just love that scripture because seek his face. It was an exclamation point. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Yeah, it's powerful. So in Exodus um, in 33, verse 9 to 11, and this is when Moses would go into the tent. As Moses went to the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And I think this is important, you guys. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Do you, if you recall in scripture, you know, Moses wasn't always a friend of God. He actually was probably on the other side. And he had to go through a process of being 40 years um, out of Egypt. He was a shepherd on a mountain. And then all of a sudden, you know, he saw the burning bush and um, the rest is history. I won't get into all that, but God had to take Moses through a process so for him to get to that point of being a true worshiper and a seeker of his face. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. This was important. Again, Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Actually, he would stay at the doorpost and just be there and be in the presence. And I just, I just was thinking, wow, that was so powerful. Because I used to do a lot of drawing when I first got introduced to the prophetic. And I would vision and have visions of Joshua being at that tent, just seeing the glory up. And he would just sit there. Um, as you see the people of God as as you see, the people of God saw the pillar. They stood and worshiped at the entrance of the tent, their tents. See, they had their own tent. Again, thinking about those tents on the Washington Mall, the tents of David. Um, 
if for many of you that know um, Joshua eventually would lead the Israelites into the promised land. He was the one. Um, and what had happened, and I know this isn't in the scripture, but Moses um, got angry and frustrated and struck the rock and instead of speaking to it. And um, he was not able to enter the promised land. But again, but that relationship, you know, um, Joshua had to spend that time with the Lord, just like each of us, to be part of that emerging righteous remnant, to truly seek his face, seek the Lord's face and be a true worshiper. We need to spend that time with him. You know, we have throne room Tuesday nights. I want to encourage you guys to come. We don't, like I said, meet that first Tuesday of the month, but we've been having some great meetings, and so please come if you have time. We'd love to have you here. There's some great prophetic words um, there's a lot of things we're praying for, particularly for our nation right now. But we have to be in position to release these words. Um, just like Joshua was, he had to be in position. He watched Moses. He was a watcher. I know he was a watcher. Moses, um, Joshua was a watcher. Um, all right. How are we doing on time? Okay, it's after 8 or 4, 408. All right. Um, Merging righteous remnant, attribute number four, a people who are committed to intercession. I take a picture of it. I love this picture. Strike the mark. Committed to intercession is your focus. Like this picture um, with, the, with the arrows, that person's drawn back that arrow. I took an archery class over at um, MSU a few years ago, and that was pretty powerful. I'd never done it before. I'd never done that. I th it was a lot of fun. Um, but somebody who's committed to prayer and intercession with the words and decrees and declaration, that is somebody that's, that is going to be important for the emerging righteous remnant. That is something Patricia um, was sharing. But I just, I love this picture, striking the mark, because what went an intercession? We are striking a mark. We're praying into something. We're focusing on, on totally on that, um, totally on that. And uh, let me get the scripture here, Acts 1, 14. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brothers, a people committed to intercession. So this was the Acts church. This is how the Acts church began. They all joined together constantly in prayer. So there's that word constantly. They all joined together constantly, which means continuous, um, and that's is where the house churches started at. Um, and this, is, this was um, after Jesus was gone. Um, they all joined together constantly in prayer, points the importance of what they were doing. They were birthing something in the spirit. They were following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, and two, for emerging righteous remnant, that um, that's what we're going to have to do with, with the emerging righteous remnant that commitment to intercession, that striking the mark, it's so important. So in Luke 22, 42 to 44, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And this is Jesus praying. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And this is when he was in the... Um, Garden of Gethsemane, um, the Mount of Olives, praying to the Father. And as you see that he prayed so hard and he was in such anguish that his sweat became like drops of blood falling to the ground. 
Jesus was birthing something. You know, think about, it. okay, the disciples fell asleep. You know, you guys remember in the scripture, I don't, they fell asleep after Jesus had asked them to stay awake and pray. But what happens? They fall asleep. Um, so from my perspective, and this is just something I wrote, this wasn't necessarily Patricia's word here. To me, this was an intense intercession. And I sense that this is where the corporate church is today, praying for our country and the world. Um, this committed to intercession. And I've never been as, on as many prayer calls as I've been on now. I have prayer calls. What's nice working at home is I can be on prayer calls at home and be working at the same time. Um, I can be on calls, national calls. But at the end of the day, it's like we don't have to be in these groups or be going here, going there. We can be right where we're at, be praying for our country, praying for our mayors, praying for our president, praying for our spouse, praying for our children. Um, but at the end of the day, a people committed to intercession is an attribute of the emerging righteous remnant. But again, we have to be in position to be able to be committed to intercession. You have to set that time aside. You have to set distractions. I know many of you know I get up really early. Um, I did. I want to tell you, though, on my time off the last couple weeks, I didn't have my alarm set. So I woke up and prayed whenever I woke up. But I could tell when I missed it. It was because I'm such a, I get into a routine. And I, I actually didn't wake up, though, until later. So, But then I would have my prayer in the, later in the day. But we need to set that time up. It's really important. And as Patricia talks about, um, uh, emerging righteous remnant is committed to that intercession. Um, so today, um, so I wanted to encourage you. So today we covered four words for the emerging righteous remnant. Um, we covered... Um, people who who fear the Lord, people who are separated, people, and number two, people separated their lives and affections unto God, people who are true worshipers and seekers of his face, and people who are committed to intercession. But next week, I want to, um, I'm going to talk about, um, there's three other words I'll talk about next week. The fifth word is, a people who are carriers of God's power, authority, and glory. Number six, a people of unwavering faith. And number seven, a people who will be known for their love. So I'm going to cover those three more next week, and I'm probably going to have some other prophetic words. But I just, I felt like this was important to release today. So again, um, the emerging righteous remnant is number one, a people who fear the Lord. Number two, a people who have separated their lives and affections unto God. Number three, a people who are true worshipers and seekers of his face. And number four, a people who are committed to intercession. Um, so um, I didn't have a specific activation other than what I want to do is if any of you desire to have any of these attributes that we talked about today uh, for activation, if you want to stand up, I'm just going to pray over the group if any of these that I mentioned today. Um, but I will pray over those, and um, and then afterwards, um, Patty, I don't know when I'm done pr um, with the activation, and then we can come up and do the altar for specific prayer, but I just, if any of these resonated with you, if you want specific just to be like an activation, uh, please stand up, and I'd be happy to pray for the group, or if you want to sit down, not too, um, that's fine, and we're going to, there's f the four different ones I taught about today. Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God all things are possible, so keep dreaming.
keep praying and simply obey because God is good and he has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city, your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. Or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.